0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the ableton music producer podcast this is dan giffen today we have yuda benatar on the podcast it's been a long time coming i've been wanting this guy on the podcast for a while now he is a guru amongst all the ableton certified trainers out there in the world today Uh, he also is the founder of the music production school called beat lab academy Really good stuff. We're gonna talk all things about music production, the the mental side of producing music. He shares some tips and tricks as far as staying inspired to produce music. He talks about the future of music production for artists and technology, all kinds of different things. We're gonna dive into that. Before we get into today's episode, Wanted to give a big shout-out to the company Melodics, which is sponsoring this episode. I'm a big fan. I've used their stuff. It's really fun to grow your skills and confidence producing on a MIDI keyboard, a pad controller, or electronic drums. It's an app that you can download on your computer. They make practicing really fun, relevant, and effective. They have a huge lesson variety and learning structure that helps put you in charge. Uh, it's practicing that's actually fun. You can look forward to it each day. It's basically just gamifying producing and lets you really learn new skills that actually will stick with you. Um, you can download Melodics at Melodics.com, M-E-L-O-D-I-C-S, and just use the discount code to get 20% off their monthly and annual subscription plan. Uh, the discount code is L-P-O-20, so that's L-P-O, like Live Producers Online, dash 20, and that'll save you 20% because saving money is great. And I definitely recommend using it if you want to grow your skills playing piano or or whatever MIDI controller you're using, you can just plug it in and play. It's a good time. Check it out at melodics.com. Also, one more quick thing. I just released a series of mixing cheat sheets. If you didn't know, I would love to give them to you. These are just really quick hacks and tips and guides that I created and spent a lot of time on. To help you improve your mixes using ableton lives devices and different workflows and if you're newer to mixing this is a really great way to get started to improve the quality of your tracks it's all free it's uh, on liveproducersonline.com mixing and even if you're a little more experienced producing or mixing you might pick up a couple extra pro tips in there so check that out liveproducersonline.com mixing i will be releasing an ableton live mixing course soon through my site liveproducersonline.com Check that out. Much love to all of you guys. Also, if you do not own Ableton Live 10 suite or standard yet, I would be glad to hook you up with a big homie discount. Just go to liveproducersonline.com slash buy Ableton and I'll be happy to hook you up. And without further ado, here is today's episode with Yuda. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ableton Music Producer Podcast. This is Dan Giffen, as always. Uh, today, we have an extra special guest with us I'm really stoked for. It's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Um, and finally, this day has arrived. We have Yuda Benatar with us. Uh, if you don't know him, he's a legend amongst Ableton certified trainers. He's been in the game for a long time. He's the founder of the Los Angeles-based music school called Beat Lab Academy, which is really awesome. Uh, He produces under the name Sidebrain, and he's taught thousands and thousands of people how to make music. Uh, He was also a keynote speaker. I saw him speak, I think it was 2019 Loop Conference in Los Angeles, which was amazing. Like you are kind of a guru when it comes to shortcuts with like the MIDI clip, and you produce this ridiculous jazz progression type of thing in the matter of like four minutes, and I think everybody's minds like melted out of their heads. It was really, really cool. Uh, But yeah, you do a lot of things. You're a busy guy, so thanks for taking time to hang out today. Of course, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, so how are you these days? I mean, I know there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now, but you're still teaching through your school Beat Lab and all these things. Like, what are you up to right now?
1: So it is extremely crazy right now. Um, I do have two kids, so school is also out. So that's uh, on top of everything, adding to the challenge. Yeah. Uh, of homeschooling, they're coming back to school like next week.
0: Yeah, um, oh, wow. But That's the school a
1: lot. we were closed with the school, but my Beat Lab Academy was closed for like three months during the pandemic. So now we're wow. very excited to come back to actual uh, uh, physical classroom while also trying to incorporate as on, much online as possible. Everything consider consider everything. I'm okay. I'm pretty good. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's ch- definitely challenging times and a uh, new kind of. uh Experiences that uh, never yeah. experienced with all this crazy pandemic.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. Like it's been a big shift in the whole educational world, and you have even like kindergarten teachers trying to keep these kids <laughs> right. like entertained online right now, which I'm sure is a task. But you know, with your school shifting online, and um, I know for me, teaching a lot of people, I think are under the the mentality that now is the best time to be making music just to stay sane, and you know, Absolutely. pursue a career is still possible. And all these things. So I'm sure. I can tell
1: you for myself when I just, uh, those three months where the school was closed, I came back playing guitar after uh, a while that it was just like just playing some chords for the kids. Came back uh, pretty seriously, you know, took some courses online as well. Awesome. So it is, it had these advantages of kind of locking us up at the yeah. house. Yeah. And just diving deep.
0: <laughs> Well, maybe you could just enroll your kids into Beat Lab and then you can I mean,
1: they're there almost every day uh, since we opened up. Yeah, because they don't have school. So they do come with me. We have a huge live room with a lot of like instruments and synths and stuff. And there's a huge projector there. So I just put, I bring the Xbox. We put some Fortnite. They go (laughs) crazy on the big screen. I wish I had that big screen when I grew up. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, the kids, uh, you know, um, school is doing good. And uh, the kids eventually, already, we have electronic drum set at home. We have some guitars and stuff. There so you go. Very musical showing, family. Uh, showing, yeah. I don't know from where, because none of my family, except my brother, like my parents and my grandparents, or at least from what I know, there wasn't ever uh, any musicality uh, apparent. Really? really? Uh, so I don't, I'm not sure where it came from, but uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's also a mixture of technology yeah. uh, interests that I have sure. to mix yeah. the things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good segue. Like talk about your history and how you grew up and how music kind of became a career path for you right now.
1: Absolutely. So obviously with my accent, I'm not American. Uh, I was born in Israel and uh, I moved here only when I was about 23 yeah. after the army. So in Israel, you have to go to the army when you're 18 for three years. And women go for two years. It's mandatory. Yeah. Uh, and I was a dog trainer in the army, which was also really? cool. That so is it's actually awesome. It is. It was cool. It was cool. I had like like 95 dogs at the time, wow. kind of covering the entire army base around and I had to kind of uh, train everyone. Anyway, That's pretty cool. so that was the army, unrelated to music. <laughs> Although it did, uh, I, I will tell you this, uh, and then I'll trace back to early than the army. The army, because I hated so much the structure of, you know, you just put in a place where Uh, You, I don't want to say owned by someone else, but they tell you exactly what to do, when to do. Yeah. Uh, And I really didn't like that. Especially I was young. I was 18. They give you a a rifle, right? They give you a gun you have to shoot. So it wasn't a good experience for me. So music was definitely an escape. At the time, I don't even remember what year it was, but at the time, I mean, in the 90s, we had Napster, right? The sharing of songs between computers. Then it, uh, it got some legal issues and got closed down. And one of the leftovers that got from that uh, uh, file sharing, music sharing uh, services was SoulSeek. It still exists. I don't know if yeah. people know. I've Soul heard of it. Heard I of went it. hardcore deep into that, finding every new music I can pl- possibly find. Any new music. As long as I never heard it before, yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. And that was my three years of having one earpiece in my left ear, right here hearing commands from my commander and just listening to music that was kind of my escape from that world yeah. that i was forced to be in um so that really helped with my i guess uh, yearning to learn music and to understand it better sure. by just listening to so much sure. uh, different styles and different uh, vibes of music so before the army uh, when i was young i started piano and i tell that to my students a lot i started piano because I went to a friend's place. I, I think it was the fourth, fifth grade, something like that. I went to a friend's place, and he played sick blues piano. Nice. Dude, my age. I was like in fourth grade. He played sick. That's awesome. And yeah. I got so jealous. <laughs> so I told my mom, listen, mom, I need to start playing piano. It's a, you know, I was extremely jealous, and that kind of pushed me to uh, go into piano for a couple of years. Yeah. Then I stopped. Yeah. In the 6th grade I had a friend whose dad his dad was a jazz musician and he had a bunch of like electronic pieces of equipment at home and he got me into FL Studio mm-hmm. uh, Loops beta I was going to say that 99 that, must that was been the
0: old school oh my god FL. Fruity Loops
1: beta it was yeah. like with uh, black dots it didn't look like it looks today at all wow and we started doing like this dissing songs on each other's moms on footy on Loops, <laughs> Just like hip hop songs, silly stuff. Yeah. Silly yeah. Stuff. But that's what got me into the music technology very early on. And then from there on, I, you know, it, that was puberty hit. So yeah, obviously yeah. I, I, t- I picked up a guitar, Yeah, you know, yeah. wanted to play. I come from like a CD Haifa, which is, uh, there used to be a lot, of, still a lot of punk rock. Okay, So, uh, I started playing guitar, punk rock, bands, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I got into the army. Right before the army, I found weed. And then, you know, my entire <laughs> music, music, uh, clothing, everything changed. Right. Um, <laughs> started playing didgeridoo, bunch of stuff. Yeah, it got real weird, uh, real fast. Yeah, yeah. I got real weird for a moment there, right before yeah. the army. And then, uh, you know, after the army, then when I went to actual music school, I moved out uh, to like a different city, to Tel Aviv, like the main city in Israel. Yeah and uh, went to music school. And there, I can tell you, I didn't have the best experience in my elementary, middle school, and high school in regards to education. Mm -hmm. But in in regards to, like, I never had a teacher who was, like, a mentor. Like, I couldn't feel like I could really appreciate and look up to them. But in music school, I found a few, and that really changed um, the way I was learning. It was amazing. There are some amazing people in Israel, especially the uh, music history teacher, was incredible every lesson it just yeah. your mind explodes yeah and that's what i really liked about uh, felt happy to just wake up and go learn i love yeah. that um, no, that's, so, that's
0: great that's awesome yeah. i think that hunger to learn takes you much farther no matter what you're pursuing you know having that yeah. passion for something
1: i think it's the it's the mystery of the unknown um of even like looking at a, at a fancy synthesizer for the first time There is something there about, for me, about the mystery of the unknown. I I want to know everything.
0: Right. So that's. Well, it's worked out for you in a lot of ways. You're doing great things. uh,
1: Thank you. And I do appreciate, like music, like me, you you can never stop learning music. So, same for, uh, you know, overall, obviously, for just regular general music knowledge.
0: Yeah. It's it's, uh, never ending. Music is a black hole. Like I'm still working on my music theory right now because I think that in itself can take you down to so many rabbit oh, trails. I'm a
1: music theory nerd,
0: playing different instruments. Oh, I know you are. Yeah, I've seen tutorials for sure. But yeah, I mean, Israel is a really long drive from Los Angeles. So like, oh how God. how did you get? <laughs> you know, there? Someone,
1: like someone. I'm in a neighborhood group. I'm living in Eagle Rock in Los Angeles. It's a yeah. neighborhood. We have a neighborhood group on Facebook, someone wrote, how far away from you from home? And I see all these people, (laughs) 2,000 miles, 5,000 miles, you know? Yes. Israel is very far. Yes. I don't remember how much was it, like 10,000, something like that. Yeah. So um, I would say before the kids, it was fine because it's, I mean, today it's quite easy to travel, even though the flight is like 16 hours, Mm -hmm. um, which is longer, 14, 15 yeah. But then when the kids came, that became very challenging traveling for Afar. But um, all my family is there. They're coming at least once a year, or I go at least once a year. Nice. I have many nieces and nephews there. It's a big family. Good. So it's uh, it's awesome. And I try to talk Hebrew to my kids as much as possible. So th- they obviously will get English just by growing up here. But yeah. uh, it would be nice to have that second language. But yeah, uh, yeah man, Israel is... Uh, I don't know if uh, any one of uh, the listeners never been or don't know much about Israel besides what they hear about the news, put politics aside. It's an amazing land, amazing country. Uh, Everyone speaks English. The food is incredible. Um, There's a lot of different places to see. And if you are even religious in some way, I'm kind of secular, but if you are religious in some way, all religion, all religious uh, movements have something to find there. Uh, It's uh, holy to every religion possible. Yeah, Even more obscure religions like the Baha'i. I grew up in Haifa. There's a religion, Baha'i. Oh, it's a people. I don't know if it's really a religion, but they have the Baha'i temple in Haifa where I grew up. It's huh. beautiful gardens. It's crazy. If anyone saw yeah. it, on Google, Baha'i yeah. temple in Haifa, Israel. It's insane. So yeah. uh, I cannot say enough good things about Israel. Obviously, politics are mm-hmm. kind of like uh, the same. It's a reflection of the U.S., Yeah, it's what happens. It happens in uh, the US. Happens in Israel. Corona situation, like the COVID, same thing. It's the kind of uh, opening, closing, opening, closing because there's resurgence. Uh, When it comes to politics right now, it's right wing. Uh, Trump's best friend is the Israel Bibi. Uh, Riots (laughs) in the street right now because of the situation. Not riots, uh, politics.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, but, I've heard a little bit. Yeah, yes. but I try to, to pull back from the news every once in a while to give my, my brain a restart, you know, but I've, I've heard things like that similarly. And I've always wanted to go to Israel. You know, I, I don't consider myself a very religious person, but I think it has some amazing, beautiful history. It's oh been my on my God. to-do list for a while. And flights right now are pretty cheap if you feel like taking that risk. But yeah.
1: And yeah, the only thing, if you do decide to go right now, I think you might have to go to like self-quarantine for two weeks if okay. you enter. But it's really? worth it. Yeah. Just for the food, it's worth it.
0: Oh, I would just go for, for, the, for, for the
1: food. Just for the Just um, for the beach mm-hmm. that is the Mediterranean. If you've ever been like here to the, at least for me, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. What is that? That's, not, <laughs> that's, that's super <laughs> that's cold all year. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's frightening from the size of it. It's just massive. It's an ocean. Yeah. But the sea, uh, it's, you can go at the summer, yeah. you can go at night in the water. It's incredible. I can't recommend
0: Israel enough. Yeah. No, I would someday. It's on my to-do list for sure. Someday for sure.
1: And if you're a young Jewish person that can prove that he's Jewish, you can go to Israel for free if you're American Jewish. There's a lot of, yes, a lot, a lot of programs.
0: That's amazing. Cool. Well, let's talk, let's talk some music stuff too. Um, I want to pick your brain. We've talked about your music background. Um, How did that lead you to starting Beat Lab Academy? like how did oh, that so yeah out? so
1: I started with footy loops then in music school we used Cubase Okay Cubase was okay
0: yeah I like but it Cubase yeah. it's so powerful
1: but at the time when I was in music school something about it did not wasn't fluid enough for yeah. my for my creation for my inspiration Yeah and I was a, still a songwriter you know guitar and stuff but when the computer making beats I loved Jay Dilla I had that. Oh, account. yeah. As soon as it's I moved classic. to... It was a sign from God, although I don't believe God. It was a sign from God. I moved to Tel Aviv. The first day, I look on the Craigslist, Israel, the Craigslist, Tel Aviv, uh, MPC. Like it's a, it's a sampler, right? MPC. Yeah. yeah. Sampler. I found someone, MPC 2000 XL, exactly what I wanted. He has some upgrade. with Instead of the floppy, he has a flash drive, everything. Okay, where do you live? He was next door to my new apartment that I just moved into, Tel Aviv. No way. So that was a sign from God. I still have the MPC at the school. That's amazing. So uh, I was kind of a mixture, you know, hybrid singer-songwriter, but love J. Dila beats. Oh, and absolutely. I, and coincidentally, I don't even remember how, I found Ableton online, a mid, mid, uh, music school. So I started using Ableton, fell in love with it, yeah. started telling everyone it's cool, dude, Ableton. Ableton. This was like 2006, right? Something like that, I think. I saw your
0: profile It said 2006. Ableton Live 6 is when you started dabbling. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Whatever Ableton Live 6 was at the time. Right before Ableton Live 7. I used it for like a couple of months and Ableton Live 7 came out. And uh, I got everyone on it, all the school. And they start then uh, after like, I think the second or third year of school, they start actually teaching Ableton, which was amazing. Awesome. And uh, ever since, it's... uh, Happily ever after. Yes. And then after uh, the army, I I moved to the U.S., that was always in my mind, to open up a school. Yeah. Only after I got certified as an Ableton trainer, I started working in other music schools, SAE yeah. and a bunch of stuff like that. And then I also had a studio very close by in Grassell Park, just doing privates. And one day a dude came by. He really liked the, the private session. He said, I'm going to bring some friends. He brought like four friends. As, and we did a session and they all loved it. And then he said, dude, listen, you got to open up a school. I said, I know that's I'm thinking about it for a long time, but it's just a leap, right? You have to take a risk, get investment money, yeah, and open yeah. up a business. Um, and he kind of helped me and pushed me to do it. And that's that great. was five yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was five years ago. And, um, and ever since, we, we, I love it. I love it so much. The, the school. So does the he
0: community. get free lessons from you now since he helped you with that? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, no, for sure. He gets <laughs> good.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm glad he did that because you have some great programs and things. Um, Thank you. Yes. Hey, you wanted to take a quick break and just remind you that if you haven't checked out Melodics.com, M-E-L-O-D-I-C-S.com, definitely check it out. It's a great way to gamify your practice with maybe it's finger drumming or playing keyboard. There's a lot of different fun ways to learn music production and to improve your skills in a lot of ways uh, on melodics.com. So go there, save some money on the monthly subscription or annual plan by entering the discount code LPO-20 That'll save you 20%. Save your piggy bank. Go to melodics.com, LPO-20. I highly recommend giving it a try. It's a really fun way to grow your skills producing. So yeah, now back to today's episode. Yeah, so I mean, right now, there's a lot of online teaching going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I I teach as well. And I'm seeing a lot of students that, uh, not even my students, but just artists in general, having a hard time staying inspired. Yes. With producing these days. And I and I think as an educator, and I've heard you talk about being inspired and things like that through other tutorials and videos and webinars, you know, for you, what is some of the best advice you could give an artist who maybe has already started producing, knows the basics, but is just really struggling to keep that inspiration, that fuel to keep driving him through these crazy times to keep making music, to do what they love?
1: Like, right. That's a very good question. And it's a very tricky question because we are facing, you know, unprecedented times. I would say that a couple of things that m- might have been one of the most um, filled resources with inspiration was the live shows that we yeah. no longer have. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I went to like a club a show. I came mm-hmm. back so inspired I didn't go to sleep. I just made music. Yeah. So that's something that kind of was taken away. And another thing that is somewhat was taken away is also the this, uh, the social the social interactions were. We're A lot of times that's sometimes why we make the music to play to other people. So they get excited and we feel good about that. Yeah. And that might also have gone missing, especially even uh, when we talk about like this, all this Zoom and the online meetings and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to get interaction. For example, Zoom uh, performances, live shows for, from Zoom, um, they, can, they can hear like people clapping or getting some interaction with the audience. Yeah. So I would say <laughs> that the, the interaction is, might be the biggest thing when it comes to inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because uh, right now we're talking about music inspiration, but maybe we can even take it to working out. It might yeah. even be hard to get inspired to work out right now because uh, of the, I would say, because of the lack of social interaction. Mm-hmm. So if you're lacking inspirations, I would say the best thing to do right now, besides obviously listening to new music, new music, is always a source of good inspiration Yes. yes. Um, is to try to get a more social interaction as much as possible. And if possible in groups, because uh, that is something that uh, can push us to, if we go right now to a listening session and like five people, everyone played their recent beats, we're going to get jealous or upset or whatever it may be internally, yeah. but not expressing it. But internally, so that will push us, will give us the fuel, to go yeah. back and, and work some more. And that also uh, comes with like uh, any other uh, form of the things that this uh, isolation causes us to do. It's very hard. I'm also struggling with the inspiration, with the music. Some yeah. days it's easy, some days it's like, there's no way I'm uh, mm-hmm. even opening the computer.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think especially for producers, because when you're hunched over a computer in a dark cave, you know, all day long. Sometimes it's good to get exercise, to go out, see the sunlight, so to, to see other faces, you know, when you're just staring at a computer screen and listening to the same 16-bar loop. So important. So important. Yeah. So important.
1: You also, yeah, you also start, if you do that so much, you start to overthink. And yeah. that might be one of yeah. the workflow killers, mm-hmm. right, overthinking. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree. Challenging times, if uh, somehow to find a way to socially gather in a, in, with safety, Mm-hmm. uh to uh to bring back the inspiration you need those other people that's why we make music yeah you know we might you know still play for pleasure uh, if we're on a uh, lonely island just play mm-hmm. some guitar and stuff yeah but i don't think we'll do much recording
0: yeah that's, that's true yeah music is a therapy lot of in a lot of ways now yeah. i've been i've been really fortunate to to stay inspired in some ways uh, actually there's a, a jewish rapper named modest yahu Oh, Matt, no, Yeah, a, of course. Love yeah. That. So, we're actually uh my band Philia and him are playing a drive-in show together in Indianapolis um, wow. in 2 weeks. And so oh, it's reggae? all Uh no, I mean, we are more like funk electronic jam music mm-hmm. and I'm sure you know his music too. So it yeah. is ve- it is very different in some ways, but we got booked for a small festival together which I'm looking forward to it because it's like I've been in that dark cave for so long and needing that inspiration just to get out of the house and play again. So I'm really fortunate to be able to do that. So.
1: Wait, it's a venue with it's going to be people in the venue?
0: Yeah, it's an outdoor Audience? festival. So it's a drive-in. Oh. It's a drive-in theater. Oh, it's all know. drive-in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Wow. Um, I would love to hear your experience. Uh, was your experience I'm excited. But yeah, so let's talk more about you. What do you see for the future of artists making a career with music, and I'm sure that's a mm. question you get a lot with Beat Lab. Students are enrolling; they're like, "Screw the traditional four-year university program, paying you know hundred thousand dollars or whatever. I'm coming to you. This is my passion. This is what I love." You know, when you meet those students and they say, "How can I make a? How can I feed myself more than oatmeal and cereal every day doing mm. what I love?" Like, what, what's your answer to those students who are wanting to pursue that's, a career?
1: That's uh, another very good question, Dan. Um, so, uh, there's, I mean, there's a few layers here of uh, making it today as an artist. Uh, first, I would say that those four-year college degrees in music business, in whatever it may be, they may help uh, in the knowledge side, but I would say they were always obsolete. When it comes to musicians, they were always unnecessary, futile. We, our program, we just give knowledge and tools. And it's very concise because we don't have to add the academic uh, criteria. Uh, So it's very kind of uh, concise to just to the point. But again, musicianship uh, and all the technical stuff. Um, But today, I mean, first of all, if you do want to become just a working musician, um, there are many avenues that you can take. If you want to do your own, own personal music, that might be very challenging today. You you'll have to work with a team, a branding team. Like it, it takes a lot to be a own personal artist today. But I do see that there's a lot of opportunities for musicians to do sync music, like for commercials and video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of work as producers to work with other artists to do musicians. If you're good enough, but it's a hassle. Yeah, you you have to do multiple things. Yeah, I am. Um, I would say that if you are looking into the future. Maybe the gaming and industry might be a good thing to go into as yeah. a musician, meaning still being the musician and composing for video games, but also knowing those systems that they use in order to adapt and uh, you know go into the industry in the smoothest way. So video games, I would say that that's uh, a great. Now yeah. another challenge that modern musicians have right now is the live shows. I'm happy to hear that you have been one, but that's a main source of income for a lot of touring musicians that lost right. it. Right. So I'm not sure how that's going to happen because, like I mentioned before, the Zoom inter, the Zoom live shows. The only thing is about them is the there's no uh, interaction with the audience.
0: No. Right, right, yeah. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> exactly. you know, like, like it's
1: uh, why not on Spotify? What's the difference? That's the I feel the thing. same way. I the feel the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And even when you're just chatting with other people. Um, you know, live on Twitch or whatever—it's still not the same. Just sharing emojis and is sharing like that energy in person—it's always different. Right. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's a much less tangible. You feel like an invincible army in some way when you chat right. in there with everyone. Totally, uh, everyone's in- invincible. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I hope, I hope soon we'll uh, come back to that. I hope that's with—it's not uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. a changing thing of the live shows. I hope we'll go back to regular live shows because it's important. Yeah. And, and classroom. I can tell you we do a lot of online classes and we came back to our physical classes. There's definitely an extra layer of uh, interaction in the yeah. physical class that it might, might, maybe be very important for uh, education. Yeah. No, I. Um, but, but, but I just want to add one more thing. On the contrary, uh, we had one class that the majority of it, our program is six months at BeatLab. We had one class that the majority of it were at home because of the COVID. Right. Their finals. Well, amazing. Really? Be- I'm assuming because they just had time at home. They right. were just stuck at home. Why not yeah. just make music? Yeah. So yeah. again, uh, plus and minuses here.
0: No, this is true. This is true. I mean, for a lot of people who are unemployment, some of them are making more money than they were working at the pizza shop and then they all have all this extra time to invest in their music. So Absolutely. that's great for Ableton and buying push twos and everything else. So um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you talked about the gaming industry and, you know, making a career and that is definitely a lucrative business right now. You know, with everybody stuck at home as well, it's booming. I did a recent podcast with a guy named Elliot Callaghan and uh, he was, he's heavy in the game industry, but we, he read a statistic that in 2017, the U.S. game industry was worth $18.4 billion. So we know that's not going away anywhere. So anybody wants to produce music for video games, that could be a great idea.
1: Absolutely. And it's just growing. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, we've talked a little bit about like what's happening right now. Let's think towards the future in a sense. And I'd love to pick your brain on uh, what do you see for the future um, in the sense of like technology? Like how is technology shaping how music is produced right now?
1: That's a very good. Okay. Excellent question. Love that question. Uh, A few predictions. And those those are all assumptions. I would say, I would love, let's first put what I would love to see. Um, it seems like we're still, forever, only creating music for our human hearing range, 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. If you right, make right. music anything below or above it, we can't hear it. We cannot consume it in some yeah, way. Unless you're a Although dog. Unless you're a dog. Or, yeah, <laughs> or a planet. You can right. hear that. Sub- <laughs> yeah. um, so there is assumption that there are some theories that it is makes actually affect like all the supersonic and subsonic if you have them they do affect in some way and those supersonic microphones and so on. But I would love at some point where, you know, we're starting to get some more uh, uh, enhancements for the human body to maybe install some device underneath the ear here that will expand the human hearing range. And then I will be very interested to see how, you know, how many more tools does it give us uh, as musicians? So that's that's one thing because what made me think about it is the limit of the speakers. Like the the, amplify, the amplification right. that we have. You go 30 years, it still sounds pretty good. Yeah. It still sounds pretty good. Like amplification didn't go so far uh, considering other fields of technology that exponentially grew. Like the, the speakers and the studio monitors. Okay, they're better, but it's not like revolutionary. Hmm. Um, maybe the bows, like the small ones, maybe that was somewhat yeah. revolutionary with the size. Yeah. Um, so uh, So that made me think about expanding the human hearing range. Um, Besides that, when it comes to creation, uh, I would say when it uh, regards to music, what I see is this, and I don't know how long, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. At some point, uh, our uh, role as a musician is going to switch. It's going to morph into somewhat more of a conductor rather than an actual active musician. So we will probably kind of give the computer or an AI or some sort. Interesting. System of rules. Just kind Mm -hmm. of like, hey, I wanted to be in C major and I want to be that. I want you to use these instruments and I want kind of a system of rules, but the computer will actually make the music Mm. because there might not be a point anymore to do it. Why sit on Ableton for five hours a day when I Mm. can talk to Siri and tell her exactly what I want? So That's uh, that's
0: wild. That's a wild so pot.
1: obviously there's going to be a lot of customization so people can go deep and stuff. Right. But I would say that at the end, end uh, there might no longer be a need for offline musicians, for musicians who are not on stage. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Because we are not really see algorithmic music, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: at some, point, at some point, we'll get to a point where the algorithmic music, the uh, AI music, is better than the uh, human music. That's, I mean, hmm. inevitable. I think that's right. inevitable.
0: Then that's no. an interesting conversation. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go no,
1: ahead. no, absolutely. I do want to mention something about this, the, the live performance. Because if we can get to a point where you can make a humanoid, a robot that looks like a human, exactly, are we going to mind if it's going to look and sound exactly on stage? Are we going to mind it's not real people?
0: I personally would. I think that would drive me crazy. Right, but right now we're yeah. thinking
1: in our modern uh, uh, right. minds of common sense. Right. When robots are going to be like, you're going to see them everywhere. You're going to go to the bus stop. It's going to be a robot helping you go on the on yeah. the bus, stop, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, that maybe we'll think differently about it, but I yeah. don't know.
0: I think that hits too close to home for animatronics for me, which those things creep me out. You ever go to Chuck E. Cheese and you see him like dance oh, around? It's, it's creepy a creepy thing. thing. It's super creepy. <laughs>
1: but I'm talking about like if you right. look at me and I'm, and a, you don't, I'm a robot, we right. don't
0: know. Right. That's um, that's pretty wild thought. It really is. And I mean, we all know machine learning and AI is getting better and smarter over the years. Better. And I
1: think they're going to yeah. be on the verge of breaking through that next level of general AI at some point in the near yeah. future. Yeah, and then and then it's the sky is the limit. You know, the sky is not the limit.
0: You know, yeah, I've I've yeah. had this conversation with a few people on the podcast. Uh, one of them, uh, she produced under the name Asuki, but she uh, developed some machine learning Max for Live patches. And software. And it's, it's interesting. And we had this conversation about, you know, does it matter for the end listener, whether a human made it or not, if it sounds very similar. And for me personally, I feel like there is like a human expression of like putting your energy into something that makes it really unique. And I think in some sense, people feel that. So I don't know, but I think it is a wild idea. Like you said, to be able to tell the computer what you want. And I think we've even seen some of that. Like you look at, on a very small, small scale, like we have Max for Live devices like Scalomat, right? You can lock in any MIDI track to any key that you want and it just smash your head on a keyboard and it's going to play that and key no matter what. You know, that's like, you know, maybe that'll just evolve and get smarter and smarter to the point of just voice recognition and be like, I want to play in C minor, make it funky, make it like a dirty electronic 16 bars of something, you know, and then it just pops it out like a little slot machine. It'd be really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely.
1: Another thing I was thinking about is noise pollution, uh, which is annoying and, and is real, right? On, on Like uh, anything from loud trucks to airplanes to just people honking to other people playing music. So there might be very soon, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. we, maybe that will be solved by just everyone hearing the music inside their minds instead yeah. of actually out, you know, right. eternally instead of. Yeah. Uh, so that might be another thing but so I'm very excited thing in the future. I think the biggest thing to take away from this short conversation about the future is that now is the time to make music. Yeah. Right now is the, the you need to seize the moment and make the music cuz we don't know how long we have until we it might look a bit differently than what we know. Very exciting and are yeah. probably going to have insane music. Yeah. Say, like think like think once the computers can do that, think that every new song is going to be a masterpiece cuz yeah. there might be just a, a, a number of masterpieces you can think on your in your head in your head every, everything else is just like okay it's cool music it's cool song so eventually the computer is going to be so good every second is going to be a masterpiece yeah so you can't compete that that's a, that's a
0: pretty amazing thought, for sure. But, but as a consumer
1: mind. of music, we're going to enjoy like the craziest music ever. <laughs> that's true.
0: That's true. <laughs> I already listened to a lot of really weird music, so I can only imagine what my AI bot would make for me. It'd probably be really weird. But yeah, so, okay, let's talk about some Ableton Live stuff because we're both Ableton Live like, nerds here. Yes. We, love, we love this. So if you had to choose one instrument from Ableton Live 10, one MIDI effect and one audio effect that you could only use in all your projects for the rest of your life, what would they be?
1: Um I would say my go-to instrument, that's hard. Probably sorry. Wavetable I would say. I knew you're going to say mean, I can table. be I a smart ass and say instrument track, but I don't know if that's <laughs> a valid answer. Um MIDI effect yeah. definitely arpeggiator, although yeah. I use the other ones extensively, but the yes. arpeggiator is it's always great. and always really. will be a go-to. It really and is. for the audio effect, I would uh, this I always tell my students, you know, in Ableton on the browser, you can a right-click in the right column and choose a rank. So you can list them by rank. How common, how often you yeah. use each effect. For me, it's auto-filter. And that's yes. also the one I will take to a yes. uh, deserted island or whatever it may be, if it's the only one I could use. yeah, um, mostly Because it's just a useful tool. I compare it, I give an analogy of other professions. Think of the most used tool in that profession. Let's say the doctor, the, the surgeon has the scallop, you know, yeah. that's yeah. like his most go-to. Yeah. That's yeah. ours in music producers filter yeah. number
0: one. Oh, two, that's true. I mean, you got you've got it's an EQ married into like an EQ, LFO yeah. with like yeah, it's all of that just into one nice little beautiful toy. I'd say for me, I'd have to say probably operator, either auto filter or echo. I'd probably say echo. Oh, echo, yeah, echo yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And, I love that. and then maybe probably the uh velocity. MIDI, MIDI effect. The last
1: effect? Yeah. You can do a lot with that. I think that so.
0: Well. I think that's my two, my three choices. But yeah, that's good, good answer. Uh, what about VSTs? If we had to talk, what are some of your favorite plugins that you've recently discovered or have used over a um, lifetime?
1: For sounds, for sounds, specifically, my go-to are usually contact, which is a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. just one. That's, that's a an, lot omnisphere,
1: an Omnisphere. Just yes. because of the vast, uh, you know, uh, access to them. Yeah. Uh, immediately, you get access to so many sounds. So many sounds. Uh, it's sick. I also love Reactor because you got some amazing stuff there. I love Reactor. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to more mixing and mastering, uh, I mix and match, dude. I just, I, I'm addicted to plugins, always was. Yeah. I was yeah. the guy in music school. Were you called to hey dude can you get me that plugin I was that dude <laughs> so I'm, i was addicting addictive yeah. to pl- plugins I still am luckily today I'm a school essentially so yeah. companies just give me plugins that's nice But um I was yeah. definitely a try before you buy in the past right when the I was, f- uh, a young a young producer
0: the free extended trial yeah. yes exactly
1: <laughs> so uh, it's hard for me to tell because I love so many it's a lot of th- I tell my students also like Plugin, when it comes to plugins, yes, you will see the common ones, the ones that every, the fab filter, the isotope. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot, it's all zeros and ones. It's They're all programming the same thing. No one has yep. secret tools, maybe secret formulas and equations. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of great developers out there. There's so many amazing plugins, and you mm-hmm. might find, one of your favorite artists mixing with a uh, fab filter, and the other favorite artist mixing with waves, and the other mixing. So, when it comes to mixing and mastering, there's so many amazing stuff out there.
0: Yeah, but, no, there's, but there's a lot yeah. of options to say the least. And you get hit with all those Facebook ads like 50% off. There's always a sale, right? Every holiday. It's always. like it's Nas- National Ice Cream Day, 50% off sound toys. You know, it's like whatever. It's true. Can't
1: complain. Can't complain about it. <laughs> you that. can't.
0: No, it's great. <laughs> well, I know that Beat Lab. Releases a lot of free toys and effects and oh, yeah. all types so, of things.
1: B- before BitLab, I also have a side thing, which is Sidebrain. That's my artist name. I yes. have a blog called Sidebrain.net. I, I could, cyber.com owned by, I don't a couple of Asians. I couldn't <laughs> get the domain. I'm still trying to reach out. You can, they are unreachable. It's the I think worst. It's
0: Japanese. happened to me too. So
1: Sidebrain.net for years now, it's just a blog where you can get a lot of free Ableton Live Reacts.
0: Mm-hmm. No, totally. I just downloaded your newest one. It's the drum rack glitcher.
1: Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun.
0: I haven't that's had a chance fun. to play with it yet, but I'm sure. Uh, it's and good.
1: on beat from BeatLab, we did have a lot of uh, Max for Live exclusives. So yeah. uh, we took uh, it's some of them are me taking existing devices and modding them. Like there's the Afro House. It's a Max for Live. Uh, I'm sorry, Afro House, Instant House. It's a Max for Live device that I just built in house rhythms. You throw it before a drum rack. You hit spacebar, it just gives you house music. I mean, house drums. Oh, no, it's just like so four on the floor and and kick. It's yeah. built in. It's built in on Max for Live Essentials. You can download it directly from Ableton. Nice. If you have Ableton Suite. So I took that, I modded it to be instant Afro. So instead of house rhythms, now it has ragatone, dancehall, and Afro beat rhythms. Awesome. And it's super fun. So stuff like that, we have an instant sampler where immediately you can sing. Some, I usually do like, ooh, or mm-hmm. ah, and then immediately mm-hmm. I turn it into an instrument. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of stuff. Auto tune. Uh yeah. On the blog, we have a lot of free downloads.
0: Yeah. People love free stuff, including oh, myself. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. No, there's a lot of like Best happy effects racks. I like to call them like little happy accidents because you just throw it on there and you might find something weird and it just turns into something great that you never would have done otherwise. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So let's let's talk about upcoming projects. You mentioned Sidebrain. Um yes. I was actually before I hit record, I was telling you for all the listeners that uh I was listening to some of your older tracks on my Alexa app and I didn't realize that like the next day it was still on your profile sidebrain. And I was listening to it and I was like, This is so good. Who is this? And I like looked at my phone, I was like, Oh wow, that's Yuda. Nice. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> sounded man. great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Appreciate
1: it. Yeah. Wow, music has always and always will be more of a, a very I don't know, it's it's a passion. But I was never kind of like releasing it. My main goal, to be honest, since I was young, I wanted to be recognized without being known. So so that means that my releasing of the music was never top priority. I have endless music on my computer. Endless. Great stuff from all ranges of, I like to make a lot of different styles because of what we talked about, that fanatic three years of listening to music all day, every day. Yeah. Kind of really got me in love with all types of music. So uh, I, I can't say that there's obvious projects that are planned right now coming up. Some, some, Here and there, I have a few co-productions I do with, with other people uh, or mixing projects I mix. But uh, for me, uh, there might be a few beats coming up. There's a lot of uh, recent stuff I'm making. But future projects, I don't know. I'm not, uh, that's, I'm not uh, as active musician as I would like to to be. Yeah. I did used to perform a lot. Like three years ago I stopped. Performed a lot around the LA. I used to love it. Cause I take in my live shows I take old video game controllers. Uh and that's yeah. how I play my music. Yeah. If you go on, on sidebrain, you search on YouTube, you can see me play on Nintendo. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've Dreamcast, seen it. It's great. Power
1: glove, stuff like that. I love it. So that that was fun. That really inspired me and pushed me to release more music. Ever since I stopped performing because of the school and everything, I would say that music definitely became more of a just a thing I have to do to... It's my meditation. I, I, I need to do it to keep sane with my uh, busy day, day to yeah, day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But I should release. There's so much. There's so much stuff, dude. Yeah. I, there, actually, there might be some work with... Um, we had a, um, a Nigerian artist a graduate in Beat Lab about six months ago. She's humongous in Nigeria. Really? Huge. Like she, she just got like seven, she passed 7 million on Instagram. Oh, like, wow. you know, that really big artist in, in, That's in, in awesome. Syria. And she really got me into Afrobeat. Uh, hence the instant Afro and all those. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I, I, I have a pack of beats. We might find some artists locally to Nigeria so we can make some Afrobeat. That would be really uh, cool. So th- yeah. That, that is, uh, that is awesome. Another artist I'm working with more of a kind of a modern blues artist. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, I'm just adding some beats. And, uh, and another few uh, vocal uh, female vocalists, trip-hop and more kind of like booty shake stuff. So yeah. just the, the, kind of a couple of artists I'm working with right now, but nothing uh, too too yeah, nothing too much.
0: I mean, that's fun though, because you said you like to listen and produce all types of different genres. And so now you get the chance to collaborate with like all different types of people, students and other and areas. And it's so exciting. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's really so, cool. That's something I tell my students too, is just collaboration is key. Like the more you do it, the better you're going to get, the more you're going to stretch yourself. It's a beautiful thing. So It is. It
1: is. I have to stop kind of converting my sessions with other musicians to Ableton classes just naturally. I'm like, oh, you know, you can do this. Oh, check this out. You can do that. Yeah. Like in the middle of the session. I mean, they'll appreciate it, but uh, right. that that would be great to find someone who's so savvy in Ableton and a musician Yeah, that I don't need the need to show them like, hey, you can do this faster. Yeah. Like that. so no, that's, that's my main yeah. issue.
0: Yeah that's awesome well i keep doing sidebrain stuff because i love the music that you've released oh yeah, thanks man um yeah so maybe in the next year or so we can see some new sidebrain projects popping out
1: for sure I, w- I have i do have a few in the in the co- uh, like ready to go i just need to really listen. you know it's like once you finish the music i'm done i'm good i even feel cool that i'm the only one who's listened to it <laughs> and then there's the all the stage all the stage of proof to the audience that it's real that you have to go through because you can't just put it out there. You have to do right. like a cover. Mm-hmm. You have to like... Uh, maybe All the marketing
0: and everything. actually have
1: people listen to so it and much. stuff. So that stage, I don't like so much. Yeah. Unless yeah. Uh, unless... yeah, I don't... In general, I just
0: don't like it. It's... No, uh, honestly, it's just more work to do on the to-do list for me. But it, it's necessary if you want to go that route as an artist. For sure.
1: Oh, I did do... I think, I guess, six months ago... I did do a series of uh, Instagram. It's still on my Instagram. It's a featured story of a, a, a bunch of beats of mine. I'm just rapping on he- with, uh, in Hebrew on them. Cool. So if anyone wants on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, that's a that's a good segue. How, how's the best way for people to connect with you, to follow so what I would you're say doing? The
1: best way is Sidebrain. Sidebrain everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, and Sidebrain.net, the okay. actual blog. Um, but my main activity, my main work, everything that I do is on beatlabacademy.com. That's the actual school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're uh, located in Los Angeles. We have a lot of programs. So if anyone's interested, that's what, what I mainly do. Oh, and by the way, if anyone is interested in hearing this um, anytime soon, uh, we, we also have a lot of free masterclasses we just released that people can just go and check out. So beatlabacademy.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll include those links in the show notes for all of you guys listening out there right now. I know you're a busy guy. I'll let you go. Um, but yeah. Thank time, you so much for doing this. Yo, yeah, thank thank you. you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.